I imagine Putin is not delicious. No, no. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bolsby and Melissa Kirscher. to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa and I'm joined by... Wendy! And we're in the same room together! Yay! And we're recording finally! Yay! Months of neglect. <laughs> oh, let's not call it neglect. Let's call it life. Yeah. Just yeah. life, right? Yeah. It's, it's true. okay, but... It's true. it's true. We're back! Yes! Yes, we are. And we're actually together because we're both in Texas. We're going to mm-hmm. Fantastic Fest later this week. Yes. And so this is our, our pregame podcast. So kind of a, a catch-up. A, a catch-up, yeah, a warm-up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Warm like get, get the balls rolling. Yeah, yeah. 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 Podcast. Yes. Mm. Also, yes. we might do a couple of other mini, mini-sodes as we watch things. Oh, definitely. definitely. This week. Because Melissa brought... I brought DVDs and Blu-rays. And she brought a whole suitcase full of movies that she's like, we could watch these. <laughs> and I looked at all of them and went, I want to watch all of those. And there are so many of these. Oh, and those. yes. And, and the other things. They're, they're, mm, they're mm. like two stacks and they're like five or six high. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and one's a beautiful box set of Demi. Demi. Jacques Demi. Jacques Demi. So, yeah. Wendy, lover of all musicals, <laughs> has not encountered Demi. I know this is it's a crying yeah. shame, and really I would is. love to fix this. But uh, let's see, let's get the housekeeping over with. So yeah, we were gone for a couple of months, several a few, months, several, yeah. a while. Yeah, let's just call it a while. Yeah, it just kind of <laughs> fell off the. Um, uh, in an effort to make this more sustainable going forwards, mm-hmm. we are still planning on being bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. So every other week you can expect an episode. Right. We are going to work to make them a little bit more focused and concise, although still silly and uh, tipsy. Yeah, because that, that is kind of inevitable with us. Yes. Really. Yes. Really. But uh, uh, Same as Anadu, a little bit more uh, phantom, like... Economy size? Economy size, maybe. Yeah, instead of like a five-course meal, we're going more for like a happy meal. Yeah, mostly so I don't have to do like eight hours of editing it every week. Exactly. So, yeah. This is all to preserve Melissa's sanity as Mm -hmm. our main editor. Yeah, especially now that I have a husband and a dog. (laughs) And a dog! Yes. Max! Max is not going to be your president, though. Max will not be your president, so yeah. Don't vote for him. He will say no. Yeah. I might Absolutely. write him in, but he'd still say no. He is cute as the Dickens, though. Oh, he is. An adorable puppy. Yeah. Yeah, I have a little Mad Max dog. He's a blue healer mix. and uh, He looks like the dog from Mad Max. He really does. And so he's five months old now. He, I picked him up at the Humane Society. He was ported up to Minnesota from an overloaded shelter in Oklahoma. So he's, he's traveled already. Like and, I feel yeah. like you could have brought him with. Well, except I, you couldn't, but like if you brought him with it, it would have been like, hey, I know where I, I know where this is. 
That's yeah. the housekeeping. So our brief mini-sode is going to be about literally Melissa arrived in Texas. Yeah. Put down her bags. Mm-hmm. And then we turned around and went out the door to go to the Alamo Draft House. Yes. The to Ritz. S- to, see the, to see a classic screening um, that I got invited to uh, because I'm a Victory member. If you are, if you frequent an Alamo, you, sh- you too should be a Victory member. Um, Ninochka. 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 So neither of us had seen Ninochka before. 1939, starring Greta Garbo and Melvin Douglas. And Melvin Douglas. Oh my goodness. And Greta Garbo too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, she's not really as much my favorite as other classic stars. I, yeah. I recognize her charisma. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she does have a quality that just is like, Ooh, I, she's so mysterious. But I'm I'm much more a Myrna Loy. Really. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. yeah we all have our favorites. Yeah, yeah, and it's fine. But yeah. oh oh, she was delightful in this, and her yeah. comic timing was spot on. Yeah, you you don't normally think of of Greta Garbo as a comedic actress, and she was a lot of fun to watch. Well, you've seen the poster for Nanochka, yeah. right? Garbo laughs. Gar- like that's the selling headline. Yeah. Garbo laughs. Well, if I remember right, there was a previous movie, the first movie that she did in sound. I can't remember which one it was, but the big tagline was Garbo talks. Ah, that so makes sense too. It was a big deal for her to move into sound cinema. Well, she sounded good too. Yeah, yeah, and, and Melvin Douglas. Melvin Douglas, a lovable rogue. <laughs> that, that yes, yes, very much so. Um, the male equivalent of a manic pixie dream girl. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> like for serious, uh, listeners. Ninochka, um, classic black and white film. Like Melissa said, nineteen thirty nine comedy. Uh, Billy Wilder. Helped it pen helped, the script. Right. Yep. One of his early screenplays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it had been penned, the original story by somebody else and et cetera. But mm-hmm. so uh, Billy Wilder's all over it. Yeah. It, it's got that super snappy script. Yeah. Um, the, so much fun. Uh, the premise, and this is fascinating. And like this got Melissa off being all educational on me. And I'm like, wait, I got to remember this stuff. The premise is uh, it's before World War II and the Soviet Union, remember this is a comedy, the Soviet Union is recognizing that all their people are going to start starving soon. Mm -hmm. So they send envoys out with priceless treasures to sell them to get money for the state to buy food. So they send these three bumbling envoys to Paris to sell these jewels and immediately get seduced by capitalism. They're like, oh my God, when you when you call, things just show up. Yeah. And like, the, the like hot, French maids. <laughs> the cold water brings cold water and the hot water brings hot water and there's food and nice clothes and guys, let's do it. Let's live. And they're supposed to sell these jewels that used to belong to a countess mm-hmm. who is in Paris and then, you know, Comedy ensues. She yeah. wants those are my jewels. Well, now they belong to the state. Well, I want to have them. And Melvin Douglas gets involved because he's her boy toy. Mm-hmm. And then Gar- Greta Garbo gets involved because the Soviet government gets frustrated at what the bumbling idiots are doing and send her to fix things. Mm-hmm. And of course, Melvin Douglas and Greta Garbo fall in love, and it's very Parisian. And yes, yeah, and I, I love. Greta Garbo coming in because she is the I am no fun at all. Russian. I she, I would like a map so I can see the engineering works of the city. Yeah, 
<laughs> I want to tour the sewers and the power and light building. Yeah. And I'm only going to the Eiffel Tower to get facts about its construction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's she's very by the book. She is very focused. She on, never smiles. Yeah. Yeah. She meets the butler and is like, Someday you will rise up <laughs> and overthrow your oppressors. Yes. Good night, little father. <laughs> and, and then Elvin Douglas asks the butler. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. But, but, but she's so amazingly, lovingly clunky. Yes. She, she's just very... Uh, she walks in and she does a lot of acting with her body where she is just very clearly... Like a block. Rigid. Very yeah. rigid. Uh-huh. I mean, she's not just stoic in her face. Like, yeah, her body acting. Oh, and it's beautifully shot. Like, yeah. I noticed the angles and the lighting and stuff. I'm like, this is really pretty to watch. Mm-hmm. And of course, once she loosens up, like everything about her loosens up. The gowns are by Adrian, a classic <laughs> film lover who also loves clothes. will go, Adrian. Adrian had Adrian. some top-notch stuff. And she's got this it looks goofy in the store window, the hat, but when she puts it on, it's adorable. Mm-hmm. And that suit with the waist and the belt. Ah! So yeah, the clothes are, the clothes are pretty great. And there's the, the moment when later Melvin Douglas asks his butler, wouldn't you prefer to be an equal with me? <laughs> and the butler replies, if I have to share my life savings with you, I'm going to be very upset. Yes. <laughs> Making it very clear that the technically upper class person is the poorer one. Right. Constantly hustling for money where the butler is, he's like set. He's good. Mm-hmm. The parts where it's outdated is the the guy pestering and pestering and pestering the woman until she starts paying attention to him, which is... You know, it's a it's, little problematic, yeah. except on the other hand, like if you really like a girl, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. And he doesn't force himself physically on her. Oh, no, not at all. No, but it, it is a little like, you know, she did say no. <laughs> yeah. She did say she's not interested. You you just totally stalked her into a diner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But at least it was a public place. It was true. That's like, true. And t- of all the, like, I don't disagree with you, but considering the time period, it's like, hey, you guys did a pretty good job of not being completely <laughs> offensive with your sexual politics. So good on ya. Mm. Woo. I laughed more out loud at it than I have at a modern comedy. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. It's rapid fire comedy and it's sharp. And it, a lot of his yeah. timing and just, you know, the pause, mm-hmm. the deadpan delivery, and then, of course, the great, the great lines, and the and the the responses from Greta Garbo in like the first half of the movie when she's the block of wood, they're great because her sardonic comments are astounding. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Ooh, back off, man! She's going to kill you!" Like she went to war. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Well, this is where I was stabbed in the bayonet yeah. by a bayonet in the neck." Um, <laughs> Like, do, you, do you want to see my scar? Do you want to see my <laughs> scar? But on the other hand, like the love scene with the two of them in his house, mm-hmm. he's clearly like on the make for her, but she is very openly like, yeah, there is attraction here. Mm-hmm. Why And why should we not give into it? This is fine. Yeah. Like, so there is a very sort of modern sensibility that she embodies that I'm like, hey, hey, this is a girl who's like, yeah, love, we could do that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she's like, I don't believe in love, but sex is on the table. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. That was, that's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> okay. which, which is really, and it's 1939, which made it really surprising yeah. but to see I, something like that in a movie at that time. Um, and I mean, they're making fun of Soviet Russia. Right. Uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's not inaccurate. Right. And it does, like, what I love about movies of, that do, like, this is they bring up a topic that I'm like, I need to know more about that because, like, I mentioned to Melissa afterwards, I'm like, I always want Soviet Russia to be post-World War II, and I know it's pre, and then, like, Melissa's like, actually, it was 1918, I'm like, whoa, shit, like, mm-hmm. this is what happens when you go to high school in the 1980s and your history books are Cold War era yeah. 1980s worldview, which is you don't learn about Soviet Russia until after World War II because that was when they became a force to be reckoned with. That was when they mm-hmm. became our enemy. And so we learned about them. Yep. Yep. <sighs> so I had a thought. Yes. I really like why he falls in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. They they meet on a street corner waiting for basically the light to change. Although mm-hmm. this is before light, so they're waiting for the whistle from the from, from the, the conductor, the traffic, traffic cop. dude. And he sees her because she's pretty, right? And then mm-hmm. she asks for help with a map. And it's more that as he talks to her, he is so charmed by her worldview. Like yeah. she's like, well, uh, no, because she asks him, "How long do we have to wait?" Mm-hmm. He's like, well, until they blow the whistle. Well, how long will that be? You know, I've never really paid attention. Oh my God, how long have, how much of my life have I wasted waiting for a whistle? It must be days by this. Oh my goodness! And then you can see <laughs> that he just turns and looks at her like, "You're fascinating. <laughs> I'm interested in you." Yeah, I I really enjoyed that moment. So it wasn't just and 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 given the the, the sort of lifestyle he has you know wooing the rich ladies i imagine she was very very different from the women he usually well yeah because you you see um the his current sugar mama Mm -hmm. is the woman whose jewels the russians have and you see them interact before you ever meet nanachka and she is chattering she is vivacious she is shallow as a piece of paper mm-hmm. deliberately i mean oh, yeah. this is what the social norms are like and later in the film that she even's like no 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 we made a deal mm-hmm. right we never talk about heavy stuff it's all just fun and games yeah so that's all he's dealt with and then to encounter somebody so determined yeah and serious and she has a mission Yes. She is going to do this. And the whole world will change. Yeah. Because it is inevitable and I believe it. Mm -hmm. So help me. (laughs) And the best line in the movie. Oh, you're Russian. I've been a fan of your five-year plan for the last 15 years. (laughs) It's so beautiful. (laughs) Brought brought a little tear of history to my eye. I love it so much. (laughs) Because Melissa Uh... listeners took how many... I took like a year's worth of really in-depth Russian history uh, during college. I would and have. I would have. Yeah. I yeah. Would, I think it sounds fascinating. Like what? Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty good from Ivan the Terrible on up. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so, a quote. Yeah. <laughs> Did we have anything else to say about that? No, no okay. not really. I mean, we wanted okay. this to yeah. be a mini episode. Yeah. It's a delightful piece 
yeah. of film fluff. And especially if you haven't watched much Garbo, this is a good choice. It's a lot of fun. It really is. It's delightful. Like, I wish they would put out a Billy Wilder set, mm-hmm. right? That would just be the... I would buy the hell out of that. Well, he, I, he was across many studios, which I believe is the hindrance in that. Well, every studio should put out a Billy Wilder set, clearly. But, it, but I mean, he was only the... Uh, the writer on this one, it was, uh, I think it was Ernst Lubitsch who directed. That sounds right. Yeah, Lubitsch did a lot of fun things in that era. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to watch. Who knew Germans could be fun? Was he German? With a name like Ernst, I assume. Oh, yeah, I think he's one of the, if I remember right, he was one of the uh, monocled Germans that worked in Hollywood. Like, which, you know, I always, you can't help it, you think German, and then they're like, comedy! (laughs) You will be funny! The famous German comedians. Right? You don't really put those two together. Adjun- like it's like a Mad Lib. Funny German. Ha! That never happened. Faust is like one of the great comedic classics. It's underappreciated satire. All right, so... I kind of want to make a comedy version of Faust now. Oh, that's bedazzled. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God, you brought that up. Okay. <laughs> Let's Have you um, seen the original Bedazzled? No. Oh my god, it's okay. it's Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Oh, I did know that. I did know that. Peter and, Cook as Satan is amazing. And I should see that. Yes, yes you're you obviously correct in that. Yes, you should. All right, add it to the list. You see so many more movies than me, but now I have a theory why. It's because you sleep less. That's entirely true. What like, the, over the course of your life, you have had many more hours of opportunity. Years, years of time. I've from... accumulated. Yes. It it's, it's not, I'm not a bad person or a bad film geek. I just wish I had, I know, I know it's not perfect and I know it, it can be anxiety inducing in you, but there is a part of me that like really resents having to sleep. <laughs> well, I hear there are like pills you can take in the military where you don't have to yeah, sleep. Yeah, they don't do anything bad to you. Nothing at all. Nothing bad could possibly happen. We oh. should find some. <laughs> no, Melissa, we should not. Okay, you know, dear, dear listeners, part of the reason why our uh, episodes kind of dropped off, you know, amongst our various challenges with life, you know, one of them was I had especially severe insomnia for much of this year, so it was, um, which had a Probably. cascading effect on your health. Yeah. Funnily enough. Yeah, funny that. Like, um, we all remember the Star Trek episode where they start going mad because they're not dreaming, let yeah. alone sleeping, yeah. right? Yeah. Your brain needs that time. Mm-hmm. And when you're me and you say, I have insomnia and it's bad, <laughs> it's pretty severe. It's pretty severe because you normally sleep, what, five hours a night? Yeah, five, five is when I'm sleeping well. And, you know, that's... Just like normal life for Melissa, whereas my average was dipping down into the three hours a night range. Mm. Average. It was not Although, good. see, part of me is like, oh, what I wouldn't give to only have to sleep five hours. But the thing is, when you when you go dip that far outside of your sleep, regular sleep zone, the time you gain is not useful. Oh, like, no. you are far less No, productive. I just want your usual five hours. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would give me another three to four hours a yeah. day. Yeah, it's pretty great. I like it. So let's see. Do we have any recommendations? Oh, oh, I've oh. got one. Okay, you go. This really amused Wendy yesterday. I pulled out several videos by uh, an artist named Swede Mason, who 
takes lines from movies, you know, sounds from movies or TV shows, and edits the video together and edits together techno-electronica track using the sound. And there are a lot of people out there who do this. Mm -hmm. But I am particularly amused by Swede Mason's work because one of the bits he he uses is the Get in the back of the van! from Whitnail and I. <laughs> Anyway, it's hilarious. And, and then and kind of groovy. Yeah, kind of. And there's one from MasterChef, which is basically just using the line buttery biscuit base, which is great. <laughs> I like the base, 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 base. I like the buttery biscuit base. But my favorite right now, I think, is all the swearing done by Colin Firth in the King's Speech. Put to an electronica beat. Yeah, and it is. Fuck. Awesome. And it, is, it has been living in my brain and I want to sing it. And then I realize I would sound like I have Tourette's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, on Which, the other hand, Melissa, I'd like to encourage you to go ahead and sing it whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was getting that, that urge during dinner last night when your daughter was out playing. It's like, I probably, I, I know Teddy yeah. is fairly worldly for a kid. But, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't. Pro probably not. <laughs> okay, I have a, I did remember a recommendation. Okay. Okay, this, I did put it on my Facebook, but I'm going to recommend it here because it is really good. So there's a guy named Tobias Elhammer, and he made a video to Michael Jackson's Black or White, Ooh. where he is traveling around the world and dancing with <gasps> local dancers. Yeah. And... So, you know, they'll, he'll start dancing and then pull up, oh, look, it's La Sagrada Familia in Barcelona. Mm -hmm. um, oh, look, you're in, you know, Red Square and there's the Kremlin and Australian whatever and really terrific dancing mm -hmm. of a variety of people as well. And it's just, yeah, it got me on a Michael Jackson kick for a couple of days too. I was like, cool. I don't want to listen to all my Michael Jackson. Ooh, <laughs> times. So we will link to that video in the show notes dear listeners, and you can click and enjoy it. And you should also definitely click and enjoy Sweet Mason. Oh, yes. <laughs> also, I'll just throw this in as a bonus. Scoot and Fruity. We'll put that on there, too. Scoot and Fruity. <laughs> Scoot and Fruity. <laughs> I love it. It makes me happy. So close us out, Melissa. All right. Thank you for joining us at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I've been Melissa, and this has been... Wendy! And we are together here in Austin, and we will be podcasting a lot this week and next week that's right we're so. gonna just avalanche we're gonna avalanche to kick off this podcast just again. muscle on through yeah just uh, so uh, much is gonna come at you we're gonna wear down that groove until you get used to listening to us again and then and we'll then we'll settle in then we'll figure out what we're doing next you know release the podcasts that we still have that we haven't released yet that we're recording they'll come out whenever we'll we'll get them out to you we'll record new stuff so you're not listening to Something recorded in February when, you know, it's December. Anyway. You know what? They've waited this long. They can wait longer. We'll just keep going forward. We'll move right. forward and see and get them we'll, where we'll we can. We'll figure it out. Get them where we can. Anyway. It'll be good. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at XanaduCinema.com. Follow us on Twitter at XanaduCinema. 
and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Uh, with the thing.